to Rough Life. This episode is actually dropping a day late because yesterday was my precious baby's seventh birthday and we spent all day doing all his favorite things. We went hiking at our favorite waterfall spot and then we had dinner inside a cave with our family. If you missed Ollie's background story a few months ago, make sure you check it out so you can fully understand just how important this day is to us every year. But let's get started. What a transport. We had seven adult dogs on this van and that makes me happier than anything. There were also some super special babies on this load too. So Earl Greyhound is a stray that was picked up by the shelter. The ACO texted a picture to Jessica and Jessica sent it to me and said, would you kill me if I go get this one from the shelter? I think it's a puppy. I wrote back and said, I will kill you if you do not go get that baby. I do not care how old it is. (laughs) I was actually hoping to get to foster it, but we ended up having someone in Virginia that was willing to foster it instead. So I let him go. Pupe, otherwise known as Doofus, otherwise known as Tank, who is most frequently known as Stop, (laughs) is an eight-month-old albino Doberman. I've talked about him before on the episode titled Storytime Doofus. Make sure you listen to that episode if you missed it so you can get a clear representation of what his foster is about to go through. Doofus was taken to the vet at the end of February when he broke with Parvo. His owners told my vets to do whatever it took to save his life, which they did. And then the owners never came back to get him or pay his bill. The vet surrendered him to us after he spent almost three months living at their clinic. He really, really is a sweet dog. Seriously, I am so glad that they gave him to us. I know he will keep his new family laughing, but golly, I am not going to miss him one bit. He was awful. (laughs) Keely Jones is from our new shelter friends here in Alabama. She was actually born at the shelter last year and has watched her mom and all her litter mates except for one sister get adopted. She was super, super sick when she was a baby, but the manager at the shelter took her home and worked around the clock for weeks to save her life. She is doing absolutely fantastic now. She spent the majority of her life coming to work with her foster mom at the shelter and hanging out with all her foster friends and then going back home at night. Her foster mama was so tore up about sending her away, but like all of us in Animal Rescue, she knows what a wonderful life she's going to have up north. Wonder Kid is an owner surrender. She was part of the H litter from January 17th. The owners had given her away to a friend before they asked us to take the other ones. The new family is elderly, and they didn't realize how much work and energy a puppy takes. Coach Beard was found as a stray roaming the streets. He was completely matted to the point that his urine would soak him every time he went potty because it couldn't get through the hair. Someone picked him up and held onto him for a few days while looking for an owner in the area. She then reached out to our rescue partners and asked if we could take him. We held onto him for several more weeks looking for an owner, but no one ever came forward. The F litter of two are part of the doodle bunch that came last transport. Long story short, their owner surrenders, but if you missed last week's episode, I do go more into depth about their story. There are two more doodles that will be coming on the next transport. The J litter of four 
um, were dumped in a neighboring town. The finder had to pull them out of the bushes. They were scared to death. The finder kept them until transport because she knew how many coyotes they had in their area and that if they weren't eaten, they would be hit by a car before they got to leave for transport. The B litter of eight's mama was a neighborhood dog that just roamed around. When she delivered this litter of puppies, a neighbor heard the puppies crying and saw some kids throwing rocks and sticks at them. She went and got them and kept them until transport. Mama was spayed earlier this week and the foster is going to keep her. The D litter of four is actually a litter of five. We held one of the puppies back due to ringworm suspicions. You're welcome to whoever was going to have to foster her. <laughs> this litter is from our Alabama shelter and they were owner surrenders. The M mama and her litter of seven are from the Alabama shelter as well. Mama was found at the fairgrounds. Animal control actually had the hardest time getting her to come out of whatever she was under. I think it was like a deck of some sort. She was acting like she was just so vicious and they were scared to death of her. Turns out she was in active labor and was about to deliver puppies. She had the first one as soon as she got to the shelter. She and her puppies have been at the shelter since the beginning of April. The S litter of eight were found in a box at our local park. Jessica pulled them during our five-week break where I gave strict orders not to pull any large puppies because they would be humongous by the time we had transport. She texted me and said, ACO just messaged me about some puppies found in a box. I'm going to go get them. They're in a box. How big could they be? I didn't answer her right away, but honestly, I probably would have agreed with her if I did answer her. But the next text I got back from her said, turns out they were found at the box, which is a storm shelter at the park, not in a box. They're huge. Don't kill me. And I was okay with all that. But then the next text I got was, so one of these puppies can't walk. I think it's got a broken leg. I will understand if you kill me. <laughs> I didn't kill her. I wanted to, but I didn't. <laughs> And then my precious L litter of three, I wasn't even going to send them. They actually weren't even on the list to go at all. But the morning of transport, we ended up getting several extra people that signed up to foster. So the way that works on our end, if you didn't know, is when people sign up to foster, there's usually a 50% chance that it will actually pan out and they will end up fostering. When they sign up, our foster coordinator will reach out to them to go over everything. And again, 50% of the time, they're either like, oh no, I didn't realize it was a live animal we'd be taking. Never mind. Or, I live in Canada. Is that too far away from y'all? They probably don't say y'all. <laughs> but, but seriously, like they can't pick up on pickup day or they can only keep them for a few days. So just because we have 50 signups does not mean we're going to have 50 fosters. So anyways, I asked our foster coordinator if there was any chance that we would have extra spots available. If so, I would bring my three babies to transport with me so they could go. And then, you know, I would just bring them home if they didn't get to go. So I brought them with and about an hour before the van was supposed to leave, they told me we did not have enough fosters for them to go. But if I did a post on the Facebook page and I found the fosters, they could go then. So I put a post up, but by the time we were getting ready to load them on the van, we still hadn't found fosters for them. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just keep them. 
we can put a different letter in this crate that we were gonna put these in now. Like, we'll have extra room. So we unload some other puppies, we move everyone around since we were gonna have this empty crate, and literally, as we were closing the door on the van, I get a text that says, did the van leave yet? I've got fosters for them. <laughs> So we rearranged everything yet again to squeeze my babies on so they could start their new life. They are actually part of the sick puppies that I talked about in my podcast last week. I went to the shelter here in Alabama a few weeks ago to drop something off and like an idiot, I decided to walk through the shelter to see the puppies I was coming back for in a few days. They are actually the M mama and her puppies that I was going to see. Well, I apparently forgot to put my blinders on as I walked through because when I passed these puppies, my heart broke. Oh my goodness, they were so cute and they were so pitiful. There were six puppies at the time. Two of them, two of the three that left this week, were in a crate in the main area of the shelter because they were relatively fine. Two others, the two I still have currently, were in a crate in the isolation room and they were absolutely terrified. They were probably like right at three weeks old. They were curled up together looking so sick and so weak and they were shaking uncontrollably. And then another two, the third puppy that went this week and then one that died the day I pulled them, were also in that same quarantine area of the shelter. It was so loud and so scary in there for them. You could just tell they were not doing well at all. The shelter manager took them to the vet about an hour after I left the shelter, and I told her, if this isn't something horribly contagious, because, you know, I do have other animals at home, and if the vet even sends them back today instead of keeping them overnight, I'm coming back to get them as soon as they get here. So she texted me about 30 minutes before the shelter closed and told me that the vet really didn't know what was wrong with them, but thought it might be possibly Giardia, which is just, you know, a sickness in their intestines that, you know, gives them really bad diarrhea and, you know, they just don't feel good. So I raced back to get them. I got them home literally through every medication we had at them. And about 20 to 30 minutes after we got home, one of them died in my arms. It turns out this was actually a litter of nine originally. Well, kind of. <laughs> there were nine total. My two itty-bitties that I still have are not part of the same litter of the three that left. So I don't technically know which litters the four that died were part of, but regardless, there were nine and now there's five. They were all taken from the same home, so they're cousins or half-siblings or something. The house they were taken from has over 40 dogs, they said, and they think there's still another litter there. These three that left this week on transport are doing just fantastic. They actually really were never that sick, not on death's door anyways, like the two I still have. There were several nights where I would go to bed and I would look at these two puppies and think, I sure hope you're going to be alive when I come back to check on you. But thank the Lord they have pulled through. They probably could have gone on transport with the other three too, but I'm still a little too obsessed with them for them to leave me so soon. When you take care of puppies that are so sick for so long, you form almost like a trauma bond to them. I'm so used to checking on them every hour and poking medicine or fluids or food in their mouths. I still need them here so I can physically see them and see how great they're doing and how healthy they are. 
But trust me, in a few days, I will be begging for another foster for them. <laughs> As for the cats, Higgins is from the Alabama shelter too. He was found as a stray and brought in by whoever found him. The tea mama and her kittens are from the shelter too. They were picked up as strays when the kittens were newborns. Nathan Shelley was found in a tree in someone's yard several weeks ago. Jessica went and got him last week and almost didn't even let me send him on transport. She texted me after she had had him for a few days and said, this kitten gets to sleep in bed with us at night because he is so sweet and so well behaved. While he spends half the night kneading on my head and he barely has his claws out so it feels so good. Like when you go to get your hair washed at the salon but without the uncomfortable chair part. I told her I wasn't sure if he had a foster yet and if he was going to get to leave on transport the next day, but she needed to bring him to transport regardless because if he didn't go, I was taking him home for my massage. <laughs> the R litter of two kittens were bottle fed by one of our fosters when we were contacted about a mama cat with newborn kittens who had all been killed by a resident dog. So only these two kittens survived. The mama and all the other litter mates were killed by the dog. And that is all the stories for all 53 critters on the van this week. As of right now, our next transport isn't scheduled for three more weeks, but I am hoping and praying that something changes and they give me something sooner because we have got kittens and puppies coming out our ears right now. But for now, I am going to snuggle with my totally healthy puppies that I have worked so hard on. <laughs> it's a rough life, but someone's got to do it. Thank you.